No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Josiah restores worship in Judah and renews the covenant with the Lord. Then all Judah and Israel celebrate the Passover as had not occurred since the days of Samuel. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Chronicles chapter 34 on Simply the Bible. Can one person make a difference in an entire nation? King Josiah did just that. He came to the throne of Judah at the tender age of eight. When he was 16, he began to seek the Lord. Then at the age of 26, he discovered the book of the law of God. When it was read to him, Josiah wept and inquired of Huldah the prophetess. And she said that God would bring judgment against Judah because the nation had forsaken his commandments and worshipped idols. But because Josiah had humbled himself before the Lord, tore his clothes and wept, it wouldn't happen in Josiah's lifetime. Now, what would you do knowing that God's judgment was inevitable? Would you purchase a condo in Maui and just wait it out on the beach? Josiah made other plans. We continue in 2 Chronicles chapter 34, verse 29. Then the king sent and gathered all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem. The king went up to the house of the Lord with all the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests and the Levites and all the people, great and small. And he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant, which had been found in the house of the Lord. Then the king stood in his place and made a covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart and all his soul to perform the words of the covenant that were written in this book. And he made all who were present in Jerusalem and Benjamin take a stand. So the inhabitants of Jerusalem did according to the covenant of God, the God of their fathers. Thus, Josiah removed all the abominations from all the country that belonged to the children of Israel and made all who were present in Israel diligently serve the Lord their God. All his days they did not depart from following the Lord God of their fathers. Now Josiah knew how much the reading of the word of God had changed him personally. So he gathered all the elders, priests, and prophets, and people at the temple. Then Josiah read them the book of the covenant. This was probably either the first five books of the Bible or just the book of Deuteronomy. Now, wherever there is genuine spiritual revival, you will find the Word of God at the core. In fact, spiritual revival has been described as the Spirit of God coming upon the people of God through the Word of God. Now, Josiah renewed the covenant of the people with the Lord and made the people agree to make the Lord their God. He took a stand personally and he made the people take a stand. Now, they were willing to do it, but we will see that it was really only a superficial commitment because they were sort of pressured to do it. And you can't pressure people to make a commitment to God because if they do, it's not going to last. 
I remember hearing a statement one time that said, a man convinced against his will is of the same opinion still. If you pressure people to serve God, they may go along with it for a time, but it will only be a superficial commitment. Now, 2 Kings 23 tells us the many reforms that Josiah made during this period where it says that he removed the abominations of Israel. He went up to Bethel where Jeroboam had set up the two golden calves that had become such a stumbling block for all of Israel. Josiah destroyed this altar and the wooden image that had been erected there. Then he found the bones of people that were in the tombs in the area and he burned those bones on the altar, thus desecrating it once and for all. This was a direct fulfillment of the prophecy of the man of God in 1 Kings 13, who came and prophesied over 300 years earlier that a descendant of David named Josiah would do these things. He named Josiah 300 years in advance. God always fulfills his word. And we are told that Israel did, in fact, serve the Lord while Josiah was alive. But we see through the prophet Jeremiah, especially Jeremiah chapter 11, who was prophesying during the reign of Josiah, that really their commitment was superficial. They may have said so outwardly, but inwardly their hearts were not with the Lord. Chapter 35. Now Josiah kept a Passover to the Lord in Jerusalem and they slaughtered the Passover lambs on the 14th day of the first month. This was just in accordance with the law of Moses. And he set the priests in their duties and encouraged them for the service of the house of the Lord. Then he said to the Levites who taught all Israel who were holy to the Lord, put the holy ark in the house which Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel built It shall no longer be a burden on your shoulders. Now serve the Lord your God and his people Israel. So during the reigns of Manasseh and Ammon, two very evil kings of Judah, they had set up the pornographic Asherah image in the temple. And so the priests presumably moved the Ark of the Covenant out of there just to get it to a safe place uh, during this time of these wicked kings. So now Josiah ordered that they bring the Ark of the Covenant back into the most holy place. Then he said, prepare yourselves according to your father's houses, according to your divisions, following the written instruction of David, king of Israel, and the written instruction of Solomon, his son. Now David had established 24 divisions of the priests, and so he was telling them they needed to get themselves ready to be able to offer the sacrifices. And he said, and stand in the holy place according to the divisions of the father's houses of your brethren, the lay people, and according to the division of the father's house of the Levites. So slaughter the Passover offerings, consecrate yourselves and prepare them for your brethren that they may do according to the word of the Lord by the hand of Moses. So Josiah is getting them working the way God had ordained them to work, but that meant that they had to be ceremonially clean. They needed to sanctify themselves, set themselves apart, consecrate themselves, means to fill their hands with the work of the Lord. And you know, we're not going to see revival until the people of God do the same thing. We need to set ourselves apart to the Lord, consecrate ourselves, fill our hands with his work, and then we might 
just see revival in our day. That would be a wonderful thing. Certainly something needed. And then they would be able to do what they had been commanded to do, which was to present the Passover offerings. Verse 7. Then Josiah gave the lay people lambs and young goats from the flock, all for Passover offerings for all who were present to the number of 30,000 as well as 3,000 cattle. These were from the king's possessions. Okay, so he's 26 years old and he so wants to give to the people that they might celebrate the Passover. He provides from his own flock 30,000 lambs and young goats and then 3,000 cattle. And so Josiah was really showing by example his heart in this worship, providing for the people, but also because he gave that example, others would want to follow. And that's exactly what happened. The leaders gave willingly to the people, to the priests and to the Levites. Hilkiah, Zechariah, and Jehiel, rulers of the house of God, gave to the priests for the Passover offerings, 2,600 from the flock and 3,000 cattle. Also, there were other leaders there named that gave to the Levites for the Passover 5,000 from the flock and 500 cattle. So here we see Josiah being the kind of leader that led by example. So the service was prepared and the priests stood in their places and the Levites in their divisions according to the king's command. And they slaughtered the Passover offerings and the priests sprinkled the blood with their hands while the Levites skinned the animals. So everybody involved, the Levites and the priests, to make all of these sacrifices. Then they removed the burnt offerings that they might give them to the divisions of the father's houses of the lay people to offer to the Lord as it is written in the book of Moses. And so they did with the cattle. So we had the lambs for the Passover, the cattle for the burnt offerings. Also they roasted the Passover offerings with fire according to the ordinance but the other holy offerings they boiled in pots, in cauldrons, and in pans, and divided them quickly among all the lay people. Okay, so uh, part of these offerings were peace offerings, which would mean there would be a part to the Lord, a part to the priests, a part to the people, which would provide for them food to eat. Then afterward, they prepared portions for themselves and for the priests, because the priests, the sons of Aaron, were busy in offering burnt offerings and fat until night. Therefore, the Levites prepared portions for themselves and for the priests, the sons of Aaron. Now, normally the Levites would not present the offerings, but because the priests were so busy with the Passover offerings, they went ahead and prepared these peace offerings so that everybody would have enough to eat, the Levites as well as the priests. And the singers, the sons of Asaph, were in their places according to the command of David, Asaph, Heman, and Jeduthun, the king's seer. Also the gatekeepers were at each gate. They did not have to leave their position because their brethren, the Levites, prepared portions for them. So, you know, the Bible says that the laborer is worthy of his hire, also not to muzzle the ox while it's treading the grain. So, the singers were singing, the gatekeepers were at their posts, and the Levites brought them their lunches so they could continue to serve the Lord. So all the service of the Lord was prepared the same day to keep the Passover and to offer burnt offerings on the altar of the Lord according to the command of King Josiah. And the children of Israel who were present 
kept the Passover at that time and the Feast of Unleavened Bread for seven days. There had been no Passover kept in Israel like that since the days of Samuel the prophet, and none of the kings of Israel had kept such a Passover as Josiah kept with the priests and the Levites and all Judah and Israel who were present and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. In the 18th year of the reign of Josiah, the Passover was kept. Now we read in 2 Kings 23:25 concerning Josiah, before him there was no king like him who turned to the Lord with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his might, according to all the law of Moses, nor after him did any arise like him. Josiah set an amazing example in consecrating himself to the Lord and leading the people to do likewise. I love what Pastor John Corson says about this exemplary king of Judah. Joan of Arc left her mark in history by the time she died at age 19. Romulus founded the city of Rome when he was 20. St. Francis began his order at the age of 24. Patrick Henry said, give me liberty or give me death at 26 years of age. Napoleon conquered all of Europe by the time he was 26. Martin Luther ignited the Reformation at the age of 29. Alexander the Great conquered the known world by the time he was 30. Therefore, whatever your age, now is the time to say with Josiah, I'm going to seek the Lord diligently. I'm going to get rid of the idols in my life. I'm going to rediscover the word. I wonder what would happen if we would each follow this example with all our hearts. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have questions or comments, please email us at daryl at calvarytv.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L at calvarytv.org. Next time, we'll see where Pharaoh Necho comes from Egypt to battle near the Euphrates, and Josiah goes against him in battle. But this is an ill-fated decision. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.